now i have been asking people can i play here yeah first time somebody is saying can you play can you here, play here? Yeah. yeah i am like what more do i want i am done like i didn't apply for a single job after teach for india i was like let's go there welcome to curio revelio a collection of conversations where we deep dive into the journeys of some unique individuals who have taken the road less traveled we look at their motivations and key moments in their life that defined who they are today in the hope that their journey will inspire and guide others to explore their own curiosity and find their passion today we talk to Vinoy Stephen the co-founder of Y Ultimate a not-for-profit organization which works towards spreading the values of self-regulation conflict resolution and gender equality through the sport of ultimate frisbee for those who don't know Ultimate Frisbee is a self-refereed, non-contact team sport played mainly in mixed gender format in India. Full disclosure, Vinoy is also a fellow Ultimate Frisbee player at GK Mad, so please excuse any biases of promoting the club and Ultimate itself. So, thanks Vinoy for taking out time for us today. Thanks Adil for having me here. You're trying to solve the problem of inequality and social discrimination, right, uh, through Y Ultimate. Uh, yeah. can you just walk us through what is the journey of how and when did you realize that this is a problem and that you should solve this right what is your motivation yeah. that is driving you or why is it yeah. important to you so i'll just quickly give you like a background of me and then i think that it's more of that and rather than saying we'll solve this uh, it's a lot of uh, deliberate mistakes or you know circumstances mm. that have added up rather than me saying that let's do this this is the path ahead kind mm-hmm. of mode uh, my entire schooling was in kerala and both my parents uh, because of the christian upbringing that they had are into giving back to the community and so i have i have seen that from a young age i have i've seen gotten that exposure of um, okay how can we help other people in some way or other in whatever capacity you have like both of them were professors mm-hmm. at the uh, Kerala Agriculture University, they had their PhDs, but like even with a full-time job, they there's something or the other that is running on the side. So I never saw my father chill at home and spend time and all those things. Because for him, and that was he was completely engaged. That's how he used to operate. So I think that has at somewhere, you know, kind of uh, mm. normalized this whole thing for me. And uh, I haven't, I've never talked about this. till date because i never uh, <laughs> agree to him that you know it's because of you but i think in some way or the other those experiences would definitely have mattered so how was your experience at st stephens i'm sure that phase must have added immense value to you um stephens was definitely a very interesting place to be uh, with uh, people who were like leaders and toppers of their particular institution one of the societies that i got actively uh, i became an active part of was the social service league and is that i did sign up for in my first year and i felt there were a lot of societies which were discussing things and creating like a resource base um, but finally when it came to taking action it was more about discussion I connected a lot more with the social service league and uh so in social service league there was this concept of teaching uh, karamchari's kids uh, who all the non teaching staff kids who couldn't afford tuition and all there was an evening class concept where you can teach those kids and i didn't know hindi oh. uh, so i couldn't teach as 
per se but mm-hmm. i wanted to teach so and i liked maths i really uh, loved maths at that point later i realized i'm not as crazy about maths <laughs> as i thought but uh, yeah like uh, and at that time i figured out like even when i can't communicate the whole thing in hindi but math there is a lot of non verbal things and yeah. then i used to continuously ask my mentor or like the second year or the third year over there like what is the hindi for this word this is and like finally when i say it and i could see oh there is a spark in this kid's eye and that that time i understood like i get some joy from um you know teaching of some sort mm. or like guiding or mentoring and um that really helped me like it was like i i i felt good that um okay through my action probably somebody is being happier or there is one one person better or uh, they were able to understand something mm-hmm. uh, like so from that point um, i realized like development sector is some place that i want to be so that kind of motivated me to continue uh, teaching through my entire first year and work on different activities and ground uh, so it was through that experience that um i came to know about teach for india after my second year through an internship and then i applied for that and got through and then that experience really connected with me because i was also you know way working with an organization that works with children um mm-hmm. so yeah probably if not for seasons i wouldn't have got that internship opportunity and you know got to know about teach for india and then finally made a decision to apply for teach for india and so stephens has definitely been a very interesting place and what about your batchmates did you find a lot of like minded people at stephens all of them i think went into finance and uh, like consulting getting into banks <laughs> and uh, stuff like that very few people actually or like for their masters and all there were very few people in the development sector right i'm not able to recall from my class whether there were other people in the development sector at that time yeah and also i was very naive at that point in thinking that uh, you uh, having a high paid job is wrong <laughs> it's just wrong you're not supposed to do that that's like against the world it's a sin uh, like earning money is a sin kind like also that comes kind of from a middle class background that yeah. i am brought up in and like for them it's like oh with more money there are more problems so no problems. whatever we have let's be uh, happy satisfied we have this is our budget for this month and that's how it will work mm-hmm. we are not spilling in so i'm like okay i think that's that's probably a way to go ahead uh, has that view changed now yeah now i don't think it is wrong it's a choice anybody who wants to anything is fine because at the end of the day without money nothing can be done yeah like as in the there should be some resource and mm. money is a way of getting that resource and at, at that time the end of third year is when i started playing uh, ultimate frisbee mm. uh, so at that point when attendance is also not compulsory i wasn't like I, because in class also i couldn't understand it yeah. so uh, like that's the time i came across ultimate and then um, i have i wasn't playing anything for a long time because i i used to play football in school okay. then i and then like i went into a kind of event management organizing mode inside school for different events mm. so i i stopped playing then i tried to uh, like i used to play for fun i wasn't i was like very serious about football at one point uh, and did you compete did you play any tournaments yeah i mean i used to play for school and all in like 7th then 8th yeah. and 9th i went to ncc yeah. then 10th onwards i went to uh, so it, i had to make a choice ncc or sports playing yeah. so i had to make the choice i made the choice of ncc at that point because i wanted to fly 
that point uh, <laughs> and um, like later i realized if you have specs you can't become a fighter yeah. pilot then i'm like ah, no, no, no. Uh, anyway so how did you combine ultimate frisbee with teaching kids i mean what's the story there i understood teach for india is something that i wanted to do yeah and teach for india through their promotional material always used to talk about oh this person uh, used guitar in that classroom and uh, created all this i'm like mm, okay okay and then that's when ultimate happened and yeah. then i am like oh probably ultimate is my kind of guitar because i have no music skill no whatsoever music. <laughs> so uh, yeah i think that that you could try cool. singing yeah I I did try that in choir when I was young but uh, yeah had to leave that for other sake so um, yeah like I I think it was at that moment when I was like actually there are a lot of things that you can learn through mm-hmm. this uh, through just playing the sport and um, and like I I am not going to say that I transformed in like 6 months of ultimate but there are few things that i understood in terms of um how do you basically communicate when there is an issue mm. rather than you walking off angrily there is a framework to talk yeah like to say that it's okay we agree to disagree and i think these are key skills that is probably not taught uh, like uh, at a young stage and that causes a lot of issues so like this was my vague understanding at that point Uh, so I, i went into uh, teach for india i thought i'll do it but it it was a pretty hard fellowship uh, so i couldn't do much in the first year we started in another school with a friend mm-hmm. and th- that worked well and then i was like i'm not able to teach at all i need to play so i just took the frisbee went to the ground nearby the, and I, like uh, it it kind of started like a punishment of whoever made noise they have to come here because they'll have to run so i wanted uh-huh. to practice like long throws I used to hug and then I used to ask them go run Good and get catch. it. Uh, yeah. They were like this is not punishment this is fun, fun. now let's go again. I'm like okay fine. I mean I was also having fun and then yeah. the other kids also who didn't do anything so called wrong or didn't need any uh, behavioral correction were also like we also want to do this. We also want. So did they start doing something wrong to get into playing or did <laughs> No no I, I'm I'm happy they actually had a conversation and then we were like okay sure let's try ultimate let's see how it goes and uh, yeah uh, i just took them to like a small tournament in hyderabad where mm. the other kids other school kids were playing the other school we started and mm. they just played two three of them just went into each small team mm-hmm. and they played like in among them and i thought that's the end of it because for ultimate it would be different and then the school break was happening uh, i went to jharkhand and uva and i think that's a very uh, crucial experience uh, i would say because i think that experience kind of showed me the power of sports and mm. how a long term effort sustained effort could really help drive some change um seeing the stories of uh, these girls as well as seeing something like like for example i we went to a tournament with those girls and i remember the coach of the opposite team which she was saying like number 4 at us ankle is hurt get her there like that's the instruction she is giving to her players you know mm. get that and that, that's the point when i was having a conversation with the staff at us for that like the need for positive coaching yeah uh, right like you have coaches but um, the coaches are taught you need to win 
not like you need to have a better team yeah so those things were interesting and and the best part is that girl got kicked like she uh, got injured she was down and uh, and i was like i think you are done today uh, you need to sit but she's like i think i'm not done i'm going back and then she went back she scored a goal uh, she went to the next stage they crashed out of the next game but that whole resilience to not keep playing give up, right yeah not give yeah. up and i know physically that point is very painful when especially you are deliberately kicked yeah. um, and at that point when she asked the ref can i need something to fix this the mm. ref stopped responding to her she sat down and for that she was given a yellow card oh my god so like she's asking for something yeah. and she is being punished for it and then she is making a choice i am still not going to give up i'm Yeah, like, that's 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 quite a big moment even for her right that she yeah. chose not to react not to get agitated and just focus on what the whole team was trying to do and still play yeah so like i i think that whole experience at uva and seeing how the girls are uh, so uva has been like a motivator for me like mm. you know um, they do some amazing work and uh like wh- whoever gave me that kind of put a thought in my head that something is possible if sports um you know instead of us focusing on sport development mm. if you do sports for development that sport development will happen on the side on the side yeah and that that will just happen or uh, like if you focus on a positive sport development more positive in the sense that the way you coach uh mm. that that could really change a lot of things that that was the thought that i had um and of course none of these things i am an expert at anything i'm just experimenting things out and seeing mm-hmm. uh so then i went back to hyderabad and when we the kids were like when are we starting starting to play like okay so that means <laughs> you are serious let's do this and then we started so i brought in some uva protocols here like you know there is we are not ever going to make a skill based team we are only going to make a value based team which is we'll rate each other on how supportive you are of each other then we'll do like a standard deviation put some maths background that i got into use and according to you know what is the standard deviation like all those things we did some analysis and like yeah. depending on the performance of how supportive we are of each other that will decide whether one team will go two teams will go nice and yes if it is between this number one team will go if it is more than that number two teams will go two teams. and this is how it will work so everybody and then there is a space for open feedback if you felt somebody is not supportive mm-hmm. you need to give a reason why and have a conversation so there is to be like a debrief circle and th- that that process was interesting and it's that same time that uh, uh like and and on the side like from 2016 when gkm had decided they have, they want to come together as a team and team gk mad uh, i still remember like uh, hawabas beating them like 112 or 114 or something like that Imagine. and are celebrating <laughs> as if we won the world cup and i'm like guys next year they're going to destroy us like next year <laughs> i'm like you know i live the moment like all that i'm like i, I can see this they are done they are going to come roger us and leave that's what is going to happen and then like a year later a person i remember a person calling and crying we lost like 14 months <laughs> like yeah cool thanks uh, but, but the beauty of 
like even gk mad as a team i think the best part was at that point yes they're like 12 year olds at that point 2015 mm-hmm. uh, 12 year old uh, 10 11 12 years old it's a very very uh, young age for these guys yeah very young age then there was rohit kohli at 18 yeah uh, like uh, 18 19 at that point and then so that's it like so it's ankit tiwari and rohit kohli both of them are kind of managing all that and uh, the kids i didn't see them fighting at some point they are sad that they lost but yeah. at the end of the day they are still together still together and so there is always post mortem yeah. that happens to this game and just you keep but when you look to the other side is like you don't care they just had fun mm. so, and and that's the and i, I and i always uh, you know connected with that and that's when i realized um, and the kids were the ones who uh, when we spoke they would be like ab vivek bhai se baat kiya hai I don't know who we make is like. Up to Milan, I'm saying. Don't know, maybe. Like, and uh, at at one point, I think we were going to Hyderabad, and uh, for a hat tournament, he came to Delhi, uh, yeah. and we had a meeting suddenly at Vivek's house, and I went and I got I got introduced, and then realized like four of us had this. Paris had this idea of let's make GK Mad like a proper team, and mm-hmm. we'll get funding, and uh, so four of us kind of aligned like Vivek, Shishir, Paris, and I. Four of us were like, "Yeah, let's do something." So we started. Uh, we didn't start like, "Okay, let's develop all this." But it's more like, "How do we get money for this to go uh, mm-hmm. more?" Ahead? Constantly asking for people, "Hey, can you give us money so that this can go?" And especially doing it from the personal account was tricky. So mm-hmm. then we thought, uh, "Let's do a profit for good model where we started selling jerseys so that we could get a profit, and from that profit go there." But that wasn't. Uh, we realized that's not our expertise, and that was a <laughs> great learning uh, in yeah. hindsight. Now, meanwhile, like we were looking at what so 2016 to 18, I'm in Hyderabad, and when I wanted to do something with kids at that time, Vivek was also at like sometimes going to Project Kale. Um, mm. So I knew he knew coaching, and I didn't know coaching. Like I was, I just played five months of Ultimate. 2016 yeah. to 18 when i met hyderabad the hyderabad scene was also dead that it's very rarely that i could get to play as such mm-hmm. and uh, all those things put to, and i had to travel like 2 hours if i want to go play so it was very painful after like teaching for 5 days 6 days actually oh. uh, then on the 7th day traveling there we like uh, it's okay <laughs> let's just eat some biryani and stay here yeah. so yeah like i think uh, the teacher in the experience with the kids uh, that that actually showed quite some results like mm. we saw the community coming together kids kind of starting to take responsibility for each other like going and talking to other ch- children's parents and saying like we as a group are going to take coll- collective responsibility for this particular person um, talking about issues that is happening um, being open with it trying to be supportive of each other um, after you hear the feedback you trying to work on So I I made a very simple rule if you have to go for this tournament that is happening in summer you have to pass your exams. Mm. That's it. So then this team started teaching each other uh then like people failed in the exam um and uh, I said there will be a retest it will be a different paper and I gave the same paper and they were like <laughs> yeah I was like this is exactly what happens in ultimate if somebody throws a defense at you and you try the same strategy again and again it won't work no you will have to learn from that 
So I I like kids used to really love those ultimate connections, and I also loved giving ultimate connections. So uh, like it it worked well. Uh, not all kids pass, but I I genuinely appreciate the effort that almost every kid put in. I I would say one of the best moments from Hyderabad ultimate is there's this one girl uh, whose brothers used to go to a private school, and the parents probably thought like yeah like everybody has told us the girl child is one of those. people that it's like your responsibility like till 20 or whatever or mm. 18 and then it's somebody else's responsibility there is no value add that is happening to my household uh. um, at the end of it even if she earns she's earning for another household so like why do i invest here invest here yeah uh, you know anyway it's a girl that kind of concept or they, she can't do anything mm. but because she wasn't given any opportunity anywhere there was so much kind of went up energy and frustration and all those things and that came out on the field like yeah. she would mark any guy like <laughs> even if she had a million issues she would turn up at practice like mm. she has to she was one of she was staying the farthest away from the ground but she wouldn't be late for any practice because this was her place where she could go crazy go crazy yeah. right and uh, the effort she put in then the, and she wasn't great in studies and also this is one of the kids who abused me in classroom and in fifth standard because she <laughs> uh, knew only telugu i didn't know anything so i'm trying to explain it and she just said something and i understood it something that's offensive because the kids were like <gasps> and then you were know, like i understood i was like i don't understand and i had to move ahead but it's great like from that point uh, what happened with her is then uh, like we realized she has some issue because she has sickle cell anemia so which means mm-hmm. the oxygen supply is very limited after every point i would see her outside and like she'll she'll just one day she came and to- told me that you know she has stomach pain and so i thought like it's 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 a classic uh, term that is used by girls uh, mm-hmm. when they have their period so i was yeah. like it's okay if you don't not feeling well or any com- discomfort you can sit like four months later there was a tournament and that after every point when she is not there she is not on the sideline because otherwise it's a rule nobody yeah. sits all of us are on the sideline side but she is not there but when i call her name she'll come out of nowhere okay and another person came and said she's sitting there and crying but then she's coming after every point and then i realized then we did like a examination and then we realized she's anemic and because of that um it's very hard for her to pump so much oxygen but she never gave up like it's she incredible. was undoubtedly the mvp at every tournament then she got selected to into this women's tournament um, where hyderabad went that sakat at that point mm. uh, the bangalore tournament and she represented so at for that first time the parents are like my daughter representing hyderabad like in what like what what does it take <laughs> and like because she has genuinely put so much effort in it yeah. that she has got better and and then at the end of the year the parents decided i think we should put her also in the private school as the boys like she left the school and i knew like probably the team will never be the same because she was like one of the most influential people she got a lot of other girls coming that that was great like as like probably not everything that happened there is ultimate yeah. but there i'm sure there is some kind of uh, effect of ultimate on that person and yeah, definitely uh, man definitely and that that kind of gave me hope that see now with one community with 30 kids which grew to 60 kids have got introduced to ultimate and we got another opportunity called bridging the gaps 
where mm. we try to work with gender and uh, through ultimate and personally i learned a lot about gender through the, that program like mm. my conceived notions about gender um like i hated this cell called the gender study cell in stephens i was like what are you trying to do <laughs> because i was like that doesn't even exist when i was there yeah. but after that like if i look back at stephens one thing i really miss is i should have actually been part of those sessions mm-hmm. like i would have got so much value that that experience with this child and many other children there were like this this is such a simple tool right yeah. all you need is a frisbee and if you know the in probably an incubation period of this sport is roughly 2 years in 2 to 3 years we can come into a place where the community can itself you can run the club from within from within yeah. you will understand basics to survive right so um with that this thing i i shifted to delhi um that was there in the back of my mind i wanted to do something and we were speaking with as yu at that time we were called mm-hmm. yu yu and uh, then we shifted to y ultimate uh, and uh instead of jerseys let's do what we know let's do ultimate mm-hmm. that's it so then we figured out what are the opportunities where we could uh, or where are the schools or communities there where we can work with ultimate and we reached out to different people and we started our pilot program of training and then and then slowly one thing led to the other and we realized the players at gk mad itself yeah they had good skill Uh, but there are there good skill on field but there are a lot of other soft skills that needs to be worked upon um, and that can probably happen one of the things that can one of the ways of doing that is through coaching of ultimate because that's like the place where you know you're the boss uh, in some way and you can build your confidence as a facilitator as a person who you have to take responsibility and that's also great right like at mm-hmm. till that point uh, somebody is taking care of you at gk mad and suddenly you have to take care of 20 kids like i am the, i am alex bayas kids <laughs> like i am this bayas kids and then like okay yeah yeah sure so then i think they also understood what it takes yeah you know to run a team so you becoming a little more empathetic with the people who are putting effort on you and trying to manage and so th- that's how it worked and like i would say like i'm saying all these things wouldn't have happened like most of these things wouldn't have happened if if there wasn't we mm-hmm. right like so and see if in 20 if in 2015 uh vivek wasn't there in delhi and we didn't meet for a random hat tournament discussion yeah. um or the kids just were like they didn't talk about this person called we i would have never known that this person is even there yeah right so that's why i'm saying there are a lot of coincidences that have happened and that kind of adds up and um and also we comes with a lot of experience and i am coming with a lot of energy and like the world is a beautiful place let's make it a beautiful place kind of place but uh, vivek is like you have a lot to learn so that kind of mixture is really great and over time there have been different people who have uh, added in and supported so i i would i don't know exactly to call it whether this is like a passion um, i don't know whether that that's the right term because it's more like so for me my biggest incentive to come to delhi that point sure there is a development aspect but th- th- there was also this thing that i personally got to play yeah you know, till that point whenever for example i'm at some community or some place and i'm like hey i think this is the opinion that i have 
about this it could we can make this better this way yeah. everybody used to be like but uh, what are your credentials or like why should i even listen to you <laughs> listen to you yeah uh, and i am like ah, i haven't even played in like a top 16 team ever or like if i go somewhere they'll be like yeah when everybody is injured and uh, nobody can move then we'll go you for one point all <laughs> right so and at one point gk mad when i met them they're like so we used to we used to figure out i was trying to run different uh, t-shirt orders and get some yeah. money coming in and all that so uh, once we met at a tournament and something um, basically they asked me to jump and touch a ceiling mm. and i was like i can't do that like i think they said you should do it and they did it and my hand went on the ceiling mm. they're like and all of them are short okay at that time this is 20 <laughs> 2017 oh. yeah like like bhaiya aap aajao aap aajao delhi aajao bas i am like honestly the first time i am feeling wanted in the community, community. or somebody is like <laughs> just because you hey, touch a ceiling come yeah till now i have been asking people can i play here yeah first time somebody is saying can you play can here can you play here yeah. yeah i am like what more do i want i am done like i didn't apply for a single job after teach for india i was like let's go there i spoke to my mom and that is where i think a lot of privilege comes in um, mm. and not just uh, you know i was able to do it like i spoke to my mother uh, she had a lot of reservations but i said see in two years you support me for two years um, by giving me a stipend every month from your pension and uh, if i am not able to sustain on my own after that i'll do whatever you say because they always wanted me to go for a post graduation and i was always pushing it i said teach for india if i'll go i'll get into harvard so i'll do that and then they were like oh okay go 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 and then i went there i'm like ah no I'm no harvard something else no harvard so again like if my mother did not put in effort and become a central government employee and have a pension mm-hmm. i probably would not have been able to do that and because i don't have that pressure of uh, giving back to the house or like it's not through my income that my parents need to sustain yeah i think that's why i would say me being a so called social entrepreneur according to many people's definition mm. is a privilege that i have because of what other people have done before me yeah uh, and uh, luckily after a year within a year of that runway we were able to get a able to get funding from teach for india to sustain a year and then over time we worked on the usha project and then usha i right now work as a consultant with usha okay. uh, with their sports development with a focus on ultimate frisbee um, so like that's where i sustain and then so i can promote frisbee through that channel as well as well as through why ultimate so yeah this is the whole the, this is like i don't know this is not a summary definitely it's quite a lot but uh, yeah no but definitely helpful i think we touched upon every aspect of how you came about to where you are right now who all influenced those decisions and so i think one common theme i've seen across everything that you have done in your life is that you never stopped doing something right you wanted to part be part of clubs you did that right you wanted to start playing ultimate you did that you wanted to travel to hyderabad you did that so i think and everything connects right right had you not started uh, you know playing frisbee you wouldn't have you know uh, experimented in teach for india you wouldn't have met these kids or you know have had had those experiences or have would have realized that what it means to you right to have kids yeah. realize and do well 
So I think that's a critical aspect and that may, takes me to the next question, right? You know, if you had to tell someone who comes up and asks you, you know, I, I want to find my passion. I don't know how to start. What would yeah. be your advice to them? I never thought of this that, you know, this is the passion that I live for ever. Mm. That was never there. I was having fun at that point. I wanted to have more fun. I wanted to have more fun in some way or the other. And it just kept adding up. And at that point, like now it is connecting. Mm. But when I look from there, I didn't see anything ahead. <laughs> you know, I like, I don't know where this can go. to. Like, I, I, I'm like, if it goes this way, that's great. And most of the time that did not go that way. And did it keep changing? Like, for example, you saw yourself three years doing something and it completely shifted that direction. For example, the Harvard example. Yeah. So, uh, Harvard, I also somewhere knew inside my head that, you know, that's not something that I actually wanted to do per se. Because, like, like if I want to go for further education, I want to know what I want to really study and not just go take a degree and come back. Like, Mm -hmm. I genuinely want to... Uh, be at a place where I'll appreciate the whole college. I don't want to repeat like a Stephen's place where I didn't know what I'm getting into kind of mode and just somehow scrape through, survive, get out. Mm. Uh, so, like when I joined Teach for India, I was like, I, I have no clue what I'll do after Teach for India. Like, mm. I just did it because let's see where it goes. And it was more like a rebel mode because I, my parents were pressurizing me so much that you should go do this master's. So, I'm like, no. And this is my way of protesting <laughs> and uh, being against you or... Uh, so you should really thank your parents for pressurizing you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, now, like at that time, I felt so uncomfortable with the whole process that, you know, why are you picking on me? I have told you why and you backing off. Mm. But like, if you actually didn't do that, then uh, finally we are who we are because of whatever experiences we have gone through. A goal is probably direction like a cue for which direction you want to go and not where you want to reach this way so over time we have realized what we have realized is that ultimate frisbee what so after the teach for india experience also what i understood finally what is happening through ultimate frisbee and what is happening with children is their development of social and emotional learning and this is what people used to say as this is life skills this is the 21st century skills this is the critical skills um like there are reports that say that although you know children were educated then but still employability is a big question yeah. because of certain soft skills that you don't have and uh, then when you look back you just feel ultimate frisbee itself is designed as like a life skill sport mm-hmm. <laughs> like why on earth would i mean that's it's great that is there but there is a there is a debrief circle like for anything, if you do something, you need like a closure. There is a there's a space of reflection, reflection that is required, yeah. and that is inbuilt in this game. Like how cool is that? From yeah. that point, like oh, there is no referee, and just this. Even you know, if we can take this ideal into or this concept into other sports also, it would be a great thing. Like yeah. you know, after after a football match, can we just sit and talk about the match? Which yeah. is so, you know, not the usual football, but I think there would be something to it. Like, especially from a sport for development angle, mm. these spaces are really important. And ultimate, for many other sport, I think we have to create an extra structure of some sort to facilitate that life skill part. 
like you know saying that okay now we are going to do this drill so that the teamwork can be built here or but ultimate is so beautiful that uh like you just play you just play and all these things uh fall in and i think that's that's the difference from other approaches also in mm. some way that um it's like when you when you, when you know you are undergoing a treatment you suddenly think at some level that you know you're a patient or uh something is being fed into you yeah but when you are having fun that's not the case mm. and like you will learn actually when you have fun um and i think that that's what and sure not all uh people are going to love ultimate and that's okay because yeah that that's how it is so the intervention because it is a really cheap intervention in terms of all, all you need is a one frisbee and probably a facilitator uh, in the first few uh, years to help them through and then a lot of uh, values and mindsets can be built through the sport or at least an exposure into that side can be given like especially with kids from vulnerable communities where integrity is probably not the norm yeah yeah and you being appreciated for being honest irrespective of whether the team was at an advantage or a disadvantage like you say okay i was i got it outside and you dropping the disc mm. you like that act being clapped uh, you know or appreciated so these small things i hope over time probably adds up and makes a slight difference but even if it doesn't i think i'm having fun at this point yeah i think uh, what i take away is that as long as you can keep having fun you keep yeah. doing things that you enjoy doing thank you binoy for sharing with us today thanks other once again so where can people know more about wildmate and you know possibly contribute possibly so uh, we are currently working on our website and we should be up soon uh, meanwhile you can connect with us over facebook and instagram our handle is y hyphen ultimate um, and uh, if you would like to contribute be part of our journey or would like to work together figure out anything or you want to fundraise for us any possible way you, that you would like to contribute just drop us a message on facebook or instagram and we'll be there to respond and we can take it forward from there that was the incredible journey of binoy and y ultimate you can follow y ultimate on facebook and instagram for more details or connect with binoy if you want to help out in his mission that's it for today guys see you soon for the next episode on curio revelio